Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains heavy adult language and is not appropriate for young children. Can't. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Animation Communication. We did not forget about you. Life happens and this is like, <laughs> you know, not my hugest priority in life right now to, to do the podcast. <laughs> and it's and it's okay. I mean, we're all we're all in busy points in our lives right now. A lot of things have picked up for a lot of things, and uh, uh, yeah. And then on top of that, it's a holiday week when we're recording, which is the whole purpose of our episode this time. <laughs> Yay! Too. Welcome so. to the learning episode. But if you're complaining about not having enough podcasts, then I bet bet good money you haven't listened to all of them. We're almost at fifty now. Like you haven't listened. We've to got all several 50. hours of material. That's <laughs> go listen. What is that? <laughs> Math forty seven times or forty five ish times two at least. That's a lot of hours, so Yeah. Hope you like the sound and of my some voice. Some go over two hours, so or a handful, a small handful go over two hours. So yeah, you've got plenty, plenty of material. <laughs> what do you have friends or something? Okay. <laughs> so um <laughs> As, as you probably um, have been able to tell by um, how we're delivering these lines for this episode, we do not have a guest. I guess I am the guest, technically. Um, <laughs> you know, we are all guests in our own special way. But, um, you know, it's like the Hanukkah episode. If you guys listen to that, if you did it, then you can mm -hmm. go do that and come back or whatever. Um, and I probably will be cursing a little bit. So there's a heads up. So I don't really I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> tonight but um no it's i don't give a f easter <laughs> i don't give a jesus um uh, so um you know um and then but i i think these ones are funner anyway because we don't have like so, like when we don't know the guests too and we're just like okay we're gonna spend like two and a half hours with this industry person that maybe could get us a job someday like i hope we don't piss them <laughs> off but now we're just like hey no rules. Let's let's walk on the ceiling. It's fine. Dancing on the ceiling. Okay, so we have a couple stories. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we have a couple stories that um, it's it's pretty quiet. Um, the world is slowly healing from COVID, so um, please get vaccinated if you haven't yet. I don't think you need me to tell you that, though. I'm sure everyone's just like, yeah, like, and and of course it does depend on your region, on your country, on your state, uh, whoever's opening up. <clears throat> looking at you california being late to the party uh, <laughs> have you got any I mean, shots I probably, yet um Lauren? I, I won't be able i my age group won't be able to get it until like april 16th <laughs> so i mean so i mean i still have a little uh, like about a week and a half that's until that point I, i'm already but, done so like that's that's hilarious yeah, see, and the thing is, is you also did it, and you're not in California. Yeah. Meanwhile, yes, we Californians have been very, very slow to get our our stuff. There's a so, reason yeah, I kinda... did not stay in California for this, like, like, like hell on earth, 2020. So you know. Yeah. 
and like half of so 2021. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I guess you can do the first story and then I'll do the second story because it's um, it is a thing that I will be excited to talk about. So, yeah. So anyway, our first story is it has to do with a, a trailer that dropped this week as of recording this. Um, and it is the trailer for the long-awaited The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which is by Sony Animation. Uh, and, uh, it's also directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who famously did the Lego movie Clone High. Uh, the, uh, basically, it, it, I want to say, what hell, God, they've actually done quite a bit of stuff. Oh, yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, that's probably that. the, the biggest one. One time. It, well, well, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, they've done, and it's funny because they keep dipping their toes back into animation over and over again for, like, animated features and stuff, so... Uh, but anyway, uh, the trailer dropped for that, and that's actually a pretty big deal that they got to run with that title because that was their working title until uh, they had to change it when originally, when I guess when it was supposed to have a theatrical release, um, they wanted to have the name be, I think it was called Reconnected? Connect? No, it was called Connected, that's and, which is not as catchy. Yeah, and so meanwhile, Netflix is like, hey, if you want, we can distribute you guys and you can keep your title. I, I know that's pretty much like a very, very bare bones ex explanation as to what happened there. But it is because of the partnership with Netflix uh, being able to distribute on that platform that they can, that is part of the deal that they get to keep the original working title of the movie, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, and the trailer looks really fun. Uh, animation looks really cool too, because it's Again, it's very, what's great about Sony is the very stylized animation that they have to make it look 2D translated to 3D. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, but this one's, I like that they don't give away too much other than, yes, it's a movie about a family surviving a, a, a basically an AI slash robot apocalypse <laughs> where, where technology has taken over the world and then is holding the human populace hostage and it's up to this one family to be able to stop them. Um, and it's a family that has to learn how to get along in order to save the world. Uh, so it's, uh, and it, the writing, I mean, already sounds really good. I don't want to give too much away, basically. Just go see the trailer. It's out there up on YouTube or on Twitter, whatever your, your, your social media platform is that you watched it on, probably. Um, uh, but it looks, I, I, it comes out on April 30th, too, by the way. So right around the corner. Yeah, uh, I imagine the majority of people have Netflix at this point. I don't know what you're doing if you don't have Netflix, or at least you're stealing it from someone. Um, the only other <laughs> thing I was going to add is one time, I think it was Miller. Um, so I did my Clone High video when the, well, maybe shortly after. Um, probably like a month and a half after the reboot got announced, and then around the time that the JFK meme was trending, and I didn't... I didn't do that on purpose. It kind of just worked out that way. So, you know, someone was like, let's put them in the thumbnail. I'm like, that sounds like a good way to, to market. And it did, like, okay for 2020 KP numbers. Um, but anyway, uh, Miller Miller retweeted me. And I was just, that's my, my, my biggest accomplishment. It's like one time I got <laughs> retweeted by some guy who won an Oscar. So look at me, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That's it. you still there, Lauren? And then you got yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You you uh, and then you have your headline. Oh, okay. So this well. isn't like 
like any big news, but like it's important to me. It's important to me, and um, <laughs> that's all that matters. It's my podcast, so fuck you. Anyway, um, no, not really, but anyway. Um, so as um, if you got if you listen if you have if you have listened to the podcast before, I am a fan of how Disney is marketing themselves via the mobile game extension. So uh, the ones I've talked about in the past is. Um, Disney Sorcerer's Arena, which is um, a 3D poly-based game thing, um, which is probably better than the other one I'm going to talk about. But um, yeah, so there, it's one of those like paid it out, like you know, free play. You can spend money on it if you want to, but no one ever does unless you're like a, a loser. Um, I'm not, spe- I'm not dropping a hundred dollars <laughs> in a mobile game. I'm sorry, like I just, I just can't. I just like no. Um, so I play that one, um, and then the other one I play is Disney's Disney Heroes, um, which is 2D based. And again, um, I made this point the last time I talked about it is I was only going to stick with Sorcerer's Arena because Disney Heroes is kind of messy and it's not as fun to play as Sorcerer's Arena because it's not a strategy based. You just kind of collect the characters and then you like have them fight and upgrade them or whatever. But the big advantage with um, Disney Heroes is there's like storylines um, in the game um, and they try to kind of interconnect it, which Disney, which the other one, which uh, the Sorcerer game does not do. They just don't care. Um, but, you know, you can tell that one is based on the other. And there's a third game coming out where it's like, I'm kind of curious to see what will happen where it's like AU based characters where like what happens if like Belle was a sorcerer or whatever and she like had a book of spells or whatever and she has this outfit so they have a lot of like what ifs and then they like combine them and I'm just like that's that's a good idea so anyway um what if Belle was a witch wait a minute isn't that just the 2017 beauty and the beast because Emma Watson uh, uh, (laughs) okay (laughs) But as I've talked about before, uh, Disney Heroes is a little bit, is, well, not a little bit, it's much better at incorporating and trying to reactivate older properties comparatively to um, Sorcerer's Arena. Like, we had the Black Cauldron Horn King guy in Sorcerer, mm-hmm. Sorcerer's Arena, but, um, and then Disney Heroes has been, has been around longer, so it, is, it has the advantage, like, I think, like, last month they, act, they added the Rocketeer, um, which... I, I still haven't seen that movie, but I've heard it's a, it's a good movie. So they've added the Rocketeer. They added, um, trying to, they have like Kida. They have three Treasure Planet characters, which like, that's all I care about. I still not have not locked uh, John Silver yet because he's not really an option right now, but I am trying to do my best. Anyway. Well, okay, now let, let's get to the actual story before, there's a setup. The actual story <laughs> is last weekend, I would, it, the, the game was like, you need to download because we have a new character. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do that, but I'll do it, whatever. So I downloaded, so I re-downloaded the game, and then I opened the game, and I was like, wait a minute. So um, the new character that they added, which I was screaming about, they added Draken to the game as a fightable character. And I was like, yeah. I'm I, I'm a, I'm a very happy bean. So uh, I was just like, I. It's like I. It's like there's a new character. I don't care. Caesar's dragon. Now I care. Now I care <laughs> a lot because like um, 
you know, like they were like talking about all the the the, the patch notes and shit like that. And um, you know, Draken was um one of Draken's. If if you play the game, they have like four or five basic moves, and they have avatars for each of the moves. So one of the Draken avatars was in the patch notes, and I'm just like, wait a minute. I know who that is. <laughs> so, um, and luckily for me, um, usually the newer characters are harder to unlock. But I am in a club where, um, basically, you these are this is congruent between both the games. But um, if you join a club, you can fight other clubs, and then you get rewards if you win. And the key is just to join a big club and not do anything, and then just get the rewards automatically. So that's what I do, um, because I'm a team player. I don't know. Um, so I did that, and, um, as I was opening the game, they were just like, do you, like, we were getting the rewards, and one of them was like, do you want Dr. Draken clips, or chips, or do you want, like, another character? And I'm just like, is that even a question in the game? So I was able to unlock Draken relatively easily compared to, like, Jim, who took me, like, a couple weeks to unlock once he was, um, added to the game. Um, and that's all I've been playing. And so, oh, Lauren, I didn't tell you this, but you will get a kick out of this. So, um, you know, all uh -huh. of the, the, the people, all of them have, like, friends. So when they're added, mm -hmm. usually there's two friends that they already have. And then, um, the, like, backup characters who, you have two friend spots, essentially. And so characters that were added relatively later, maybe will get, like, you know, like, if Kim's added, Kim has two friends, and then she might get added to another person's friend list that was, that doesn't have their friend list full or whatever. So anyway, um, so Draken's friends are Kim, um, and, um, what's the name of the duck that is in DuckTales, like, that's the robot duck, Lauren? Uh, you mean Gizmo Duck? Yeah, Gizmo Duck. Oh. So, um, I guess, because robot thing... So, um, but, but guess who, um, guess who backlog, who's, who's backlogged is one of Draken's friends. Who? You will never guess. No, genuinely tell me if it's somebody I'll never guess. No, you will, I mean, it's one of your characters that you like, but. Is it Cusco? Close. Kronk? Uh, yeah, it's Kronk. Yes! <laughs> He keeps aligning himself with all these bad guys, and he's not a bad guy. Well, he's 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 like a henchman, so I think that's what they were thinking. Is just he's like, a henchman with good intentions. Yeah. He doesn't mean to hurt yeah. anybody. <laughs> he's in the wrong line of work. Yeah, so um, I I got a kick out of that, and I I forgot to screenshot it because I was gonna be like, if if any like how Lauren and I became friends, and like Trunks and Draken are now friends. So um, I forgot their, what their dialogue is, is, is about. Is Cusco in there, or is no? Just, is it just Kronk? Just... Kronk and Yzma are in there. That's it so far. Okay. Um, oh, they gotta eventually. They gotta eventually add Cusco. I mean, come on. The, the the guy like literally just tries to kick and punch and everything. Like he, he tries to use disco moves. I'm sure I they. I'm sure they will. And the good thing about Disney Heroes is like they don't have to be fighting inclined to be added to the game. Like they have characters like Belle and like even like Draken's face. Like at, like on a face level is not a traditionally fighting character. That's why he has Shigo. Um, so uh, I was kind of surprised they added him first and not Shigo, but I guess they wanted to do like heroes and like their arch nemesis or whatever first. And mm -hmm. I imagine Shigo and maybe Ron will be like down the line eventually. But um, and yeah. then like for like anniversaries, they add like specific um, anniversary themed um, characters too, um, which. Yeah, that makes sense. 
so like for Sorcerer's Arena, uh, they added today for April Fools, they added a like the avatars are called um, tokens or whatever. Um, and they added a, a Cloplin token for April Fools. So I was just like, hey, I recognize that thing. So, you know, you usually have to wait for like an anniversary, but they they kind of get to what the, the void of the internet is screaming first. But um, mm. yeah, so I imagine they'll add Cusco. The next character they're adding for next month is Demona and they already have Goliath. So, you know, um, mm. which is good. Good. They're trying to hit up the Disney afternoons. And, yeah, and they have and Darkwing Duck Disney already, groups. and they have Negaduck, and they have, like, one of the other Darkwing Duck villains. I don't know DuckTales well or that well. I'm sorry, Internet. Um, I will, I mean, I've watched, a little, I've, I watched, like, a little bit of season one of the 2017 DuckTales, but I haven't caught up yet, which is really bad for me to say, because, um... One of my trips to LA, I got to tour the, the, the DTV studio when they were making DuckTales, and I and like mm -hmm. people are just like, you plebeian, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't deserve that, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, and um, they were actually setting up for amphibia, amphibia too, because there's like they deem the offices around like the show, and like I saw frog stuff, and I'm like, what's this frog show that they're mm -hmm. like? But it, it was just in the process of like starting to clean out the offices and add new people in anyway so that's what the frog show was um let's see and my other favorite thing about it is uh they have made Drak an anti-hero which is very i am very 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 happy about because i think that's where he would go canonically canonically anyway after the the series so um like gizmo duck asks straight up ash Draken if he's a bad guy and Draken's like eh we have our moments but eh so I'm like, yeah, they they're doing the things. Um, the only thing I was kind of surprised about is they um, they they didn't have Draken's flower powers like viney thingies as a fightable defense, which I think they were added to. Maybe you build up to that. No, it's not. It's not an option. Maybe they'll maybe they'll add it in um, an update or something like that. But uh... well, that's what I mean. Oh that's yeah, that's what I mean. They'll eventually add it as something that you can earn up to that power or something. Yeah. So my 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 guess is not a lot of like casual people would understand that because it was only in the last episode. Eh. Um, but he's got the attitudinator as his weapon, and he's got little uh, nano tick bombs from tick tick tick, and uh, he's got he he's got a laugh. His 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 thing is his evil laugh, which is actual like a defense. But um, kind of surprised that he doesn't have Doofenshmirtz as a. No, as they a don't partner. have any Phineas and Ferb characters yet, which is weird. But um, again, get on it if they're not already. <laughs> I mean, I hey, I'm not complaining. There's plenty of Phineas and Ferb like stuff, and I'm like, I'm 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 like like just give me some Kim Possible thing that's not the movie anymore. And so they're just like, how about this? And I'm just like, hey, I'll take it. So um, I'm curious to see where they go, and um, I tweet at the je the devs if um, like when you add Shigo, guys, please add shippy dialogue. That's all I want. So it's, it's canon. It's all it's all I want. So, um, but uh, again, same principle. Not a lot of people know that uh, that's canon because it it was only in the last episode, and people and casuals are just like, ew, Draken and Shigo. Like I don't want to think about that. That's gross. And I'm like deal with it it's canon sorry yeah, I'm like, get over it get over it <laughs> they're they're fucking get over it um anyway <laughs> on that note um let's talk about passover 
Um, yeah, let's get let's get down to the brass tacks. Okay, this. so um, uh, I'm gonna teach you guys a little bit about the um, the Passover um, stuff. So we celebrate Passover. And to, pref- and to preface, guys, I I I know more about Passover than I did about Hanukkah. I would so, hope most but I will people still do. Sit back and let. <laughs> if, well, it's funny because yeah, it just seems that there's more connected here and it around this around this time of the holidays of easter and passover obviously um then it seems that like christmas and hanukkah have that separation so anyway uh so uh yeah anyway it's, it's I'll, about I'll, rebirth I'll let you and, take and, it in in shit anyway so um yeah. if you don't know what the hell i'm talking about so we're gonna learn about um the jewish passover the jewish holiday passover um or pesach which is what is it what is what it is called in hebrew um and um, for a refresher, um, I grew up uh, uh, Jewish, uh, Reformed. Um, I've been, um, unfortunately, I've been, <laughs> I've been confirmed in bat mitzvah and the whole, the whole thing. So I have all this Jewish knowledge that I don't really care to use anymore. But I just, it just in my brain, it just sits <laughs> there, and um, you know, sometimes it gets to come Might out. Might as well use it to educate people. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it comes out of my brain, but then I'm I'm pretty secular and agnostic in nature, so you know, like it's 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 a good um, cultural background, but you know, I'm kind of like, you know, that's our whole thing is talking about how stories impact people, and I feel like religion is kind of in the same boat, even though people the only difference is people think religion really happened, and then fandoms are just like, oh, someone made it up. It's it's different, but like. I think the passion is, is similar. Anyway, so um, um, Passover. So basically, this was near the end of the um, this, the Exodus book um, in the Old Testament, if you're playing at home. Essentially, um, we celebrate the fact that um, there's this guy named Moses, um, and he frees the Jews from Egypt. Um, now, there's a couple of myths that I want to get off right off the bat and disprove. Um, slaves did not build the pyramids. The pyramids were already there before the, the Jews were in Egypt, um, from my understanding. So um, that was not a thing. Um, it's, it's easier to depict the Jews building the pyramids because um, the, icon- the iconography is easier. It's like, oh, what's in Egypt? Pyramids. Like, what can they build? <laughs> yeah. The pyramids. So um, there's there's hints in Prince of Egypt, which we'll get to in a little bit, but there's hints in Prince of Egypt that they're building, on, they're working on the Sphinx. And similar to Aladdin, mm-hmm. there's the, there's a scene where um, Ramesses and Moses are like running around with the horses and then, then they knock the, the nose off. So that's how the <laughs> nose came off. You know, whatever. It's it's fine. It's cute enough. Um, no, no one's hurt. So... Um, and the other thing, not, not dismissing the actual actual thing that happened in history of what really happened in the nose, which actually is still kind of funny when I think about it. It, it wasn't it like Napoleon blew it off with a cannonball or something. Like I don't that. know. I can't remember. Napoleon was, fucked up a lot of shit something when like he was that. in Egypt. Like, <laughs> he like stole mummies and like he was just the worst. Like I'm sure historians hate Napoleon for all the bad things he did to all the mummies in Egypt. Makes everyone's life harder. Yeah. God damn it, Napoleon. Anyway, we're learning a lot about history this week because if you watch the main channel, we released an Anastasia video 
Um, and we talked, which was excellent, by the way. Oh, thank you. And I'm not saying out of bias; it was genuinely like really thorough. And I'm glad you guys connected it back to Pocahontas and talking about historical accuracy and and you know the difference between you know what's going to be historically accurate and what is basically just glorified fan fiction. Yeah. And and, and going into a AU, historical a it's all historical. Um, yeah. So, so there's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go um, please go watch it guys if you haven't yet it's really good and i'm not saying that out of bias it's not being because she's my KP friend i'm I'll, don't worry lauren I'll i'm literally the, saying I'll it because it's really down thorough, that i have so. pointing at my at my computer because that's how that works anyway um <laughs> so um yeah so that like a lot of the comments were like i didn't expect you to know about history and i'm just like well i like I mean, a lot of 90s people like the Anastasia movie, and it's still good. The The takeaway is it's still good. It's much better than Pocahontas, and I think that's why people have a harder time, oh, yeah. you know, finding where to place it and how Disney will, what will, what Disney will do with it if it, if it does something with it eventually. Um, yeah. But I think it's also because with Anastasia, there was a, at the time of its production, there was a lot more in question, a lot more unknown about what happened versus Pocahontas, which stuff was already known. And they just didn't they, care. It's fine. <laughs> and they just did it anyway. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the difference between the two productions. Again, yeah, we didn't know what happened to Anastasia in real life until after the movie was already done um, and released. So, yeah, so it was all about intrigue. And then plus, it, because of the, the the media that preceded it, uh, all about Anastasia going missing and stuff like that, it was just like, yeah, it was already rooted. So it was just another means of telling the story again and um, and kind of just going off the, the, the fantasy of what happened and if she survived. It's not the movie's fault for existing and for being what it was. It's like, at the time, nobody knew. And then they found out, and then it's like, whoops. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and I say this in the video, but I imagine the hype around, like, you know, like, they found, they find the rest of the bodies, and, and, you know, there's a female missing, and they're just like, what? So, like, that doesn't, that does not help um, unhype your, your mystery. It, it makes it much, 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 much worse. Basically, yeah, go watch the video. TLDR is, it's complicated. Um <laughs> But anyway, um, back to Passover. Um, so um, the other the other misconception, which um, I did look up because I I, I am curious, and um, you know, as someone who genuinely like understands how people find solace in religion, but doesn't have that own doesn't you know I don't have that luxury myself because it's you know I've had a very bittersweet relationship with uh, religion in general my whole life. Um, it's probably likely that um, the number of Jews that exited um, Egypt, if they did it all, because, you know, historically they can't really find any references to Moses and, like, how history people, like, deal with that is they, um, you know, they try to see if, like, any historical, like, are there any pharaohs talking about Moses or this big exodus of the slaves or and the the TLDR is not really there's 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 some like something that could be interpreted as a mention I think by Akhenaten one of like I cannot pronounce apologies to all of the Egyptians out there um, but there's a slight mention that he that could be like seen as a you know monotheist monotheistic 
light. Um, but you know, there's there's not really a lot. So if if I Moses' story did happen, some... go ahead. I was gonna say there was also some. I remember even a documentary a while back when they were trying to decipher what happened and trying to find all the evidence of the Exodus. And I do remember that they said, you know, a lot of things could have been mixed up in translation in terms of locations and stuff too. Uh, because when they say the parting of the Red Sea, like, they may have also meant, because they're saying, oh, well, there's, if you logic want to be logical about it, the parting of a Red Sea didn't happen like it says in the Bible, or how it's depicted in the films to be, right? But, uh, but they said it might also be because of its proximity, it might have been the Reed Sea that they crossed, which is uh, a much more shallow body of water. Um, and so at low tide, it would have been possible for people to cross. Uh, so they were like trying to piece together all these things within proximity and with whatever evidence they could find and what they had and were piecing together from old manuscripts and yeah it, it was it, yeah just like it's you said mess. it's piecing together things yeah. um but yeah uh the other the other takeaway is uh most historians believe the bible was not written by the same person um like throughout obviously mm -hmm. by written by several different people over the course of time and so mm -hmm. uh that makes it messy to um figure out it's basically like if your favorite show is written by different writers and you have to kind of like like what i do all the time is take what's canon and decipher it in a way that makes sense um you know chronologically so yeah it, it gets is is messy so anyway um if the so the if the exodus did happen at all it's probably around like twenty thousand men so that's probably like you know, 30 or 35,000 people with, like, women and children included. It's not the millions of people that you see in the, the Ten Commandments and um, the Prince of Egypt. Um, let me talk about those real quick. So um, I'll talk about Prince of Egypt again longer because that's one of my um, favorite movies ever. Not not because I'm Jewish, just because it's, it's a good movie. But uh, there, 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 there are a lot of people, no matter their faith, that love the movie because of just how powerful the message is and it's and like it's like two of my favorite movies is. that ever exist have um religious undertones in them and i do not pick those uh the other one being hunchback obviously anyway um mm -hmm. so for uh the first movie i'll just mention briefly so the ten commandments is the movie that came for prince of egypt that steven spielberg based his pitch around which is a live action like old stool old old school Hollywood take on, um, you know, the Exodus story and they go throughout Moses' life. So they, I think they, they go all the way till he dies and it's like really long. And I think it's a little boring, but it's also technically closer to um, the Prince of Egypt. Then uh, the Prince of Egypt, the Prince of Egypt took um, artistic liberties um, a little bit more, but I think for the better, but, uh, I will mm -hmm. talk about that in a moment. Let me get through the, the, the core story, and then we can talk about Prince of Egypt, and then we can have Lauren ask questions that she might have. Um, so the core story is, um, I said this last year at um, the Seder, and now it's a running joke, and my dad got mad at me, because I was like, anything from my childhood, um, so anything religious or anything, like, I always have nightmares that I'm like, you know, still stuck in high school, even though, like, I'm in my late 20s at this point, and I just can't get out of high school. So that tells you a lot about, like, how I've developed myself with my YouTube-ness. 
um, essentially, but um, I, sometimes they get triggered around Passover, um, you know. And so I was not in the mood to tell the story, but my dad's like, tell the, tell the story. And I'm just like, everyone knows the story. And he's like, tell it anyway, because it was just the family that, that year because of COVID. And I was like, one time when Pharaoh was a douchebag, and then everyone, and then my dad got really mad and everyone else laughed. So now they were just like, <laughs> now this year they were just like, tell it how you did last year. My dad's like, no. So, <laughs> um, but I'm not wrong. Um, anyways. It's like, uh, yeah, what he did was bad, so. Okay, yeah, so. We're, we're not wrong. I'm, and I'm going to go by Prince of Egypt names because I don't, it's just easier on my brain. It's easier for the general public that has, for at least I'm sure for the majority of our so viewers. So one time Patrick Stewart say, seen. was an Egyptian pharaoh. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to say, you could say the pharaoh and then you could say ramses and you could say <laughs> moses i was gonna say i don't know if how many people are gonna associate with patrick stewart and val kilmer and ray fines unless they go okay so voldemort and <laughs> voldemort sings in this movie um anyway so um so uh patrick stewart's character um they named him seti um and then ramsey's son um is named seti too um because of things i will explain but anyway so pharaoh um, is threatened by the male heirs, um, the males that the Jews are producing because he's afraid that they will overthrow him. So he makes this whole self-fulfilling prophecy thing where he steals all of them. No, he doesn't steal. He takes them away from uh, mothers that are birthing new um, new boys. This this was a this was not a grandfathered clause. So um, Moses' brother Aaron was fine. Um, and then if you don't know how the Jews got there, then look up the Joseph story because that's how they got there. I don't have to, I don't, I don't feel like explaining that one right now either. But anyway, um, so essentially, and then, um, essentially Moses' mother is just like, nah, dog. So she puts, makes a basket, puts the baby in the basket. It flows down a river, probably not as dramatically as it happened in the movie. Um, the, the, the princess gets it, not the queen, um. But the princess gets it. Um, Moses' mother, um, Yoheved, is the wet nurse for Moses. Uh, Moses froze up in the palace. And then he finds out um, he's, a, he's a Jew. I forgot why. I know the movie version, but I'm not sure if the movie version is the correct way. Um, I don't remember how. It is, it is more dramatic. <laughs> yeah, so he finds out he's a Jew. He kind of goes crazy. Um and he's like, what do I do now? Um, he accidentally kills a dude. That's, um, I guess, canon or whatever. That, which does happen in the movie, so there yeah, you he go. Does, um, <laughs> yeah, he does kill a guy, and then he runs away um, to the desert. And then he meets Jeffro and Jeffro's tribe with Sephora, um, mm -hmm. who, I, again, I don't think was established before, the, before this. Um, but in the movie, she is, obviously, for character reasons. Anyway, so he runs away in the desert. He meets Sephora, he marries Sephora, he becomes a shepherd. Um, also, the Prince of Egypt soundtrack is banging. Like, it's always been one of my favorite soundtracks. Um, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, then, uh, maybe, like, maybe, like, five to ten years later, um, there's the burning bush thing. So, um, he finds a burning mm -hmm. bush that talks to him. Um, and is like, you need to free my people, Moses. And Moses is like, I'm not the best at the things. And, and, and God's like, no, do it anyway. And, um, 
<laughs> Moses is like, all right. So um, what was in the movie is Moses was not a good speaker, and he stuttered like I do sometimes uh, when I'm talking. So, um, damn it, now I'm, now I'm thinking about it. Anyway. Um, Isn't that when he had, that's why he had Aaron go Yeah, Aaron was his spokesperson. Um, mm -hmm. So, and then um, it's implied in the movie that all the, so then the plague starts. So, but it's implied in the movie that the magicians are faking the plagues, um, are faking, um, replicating the plagues. Um, but we're not really sure what happened. But the yeah, Pharaoh's yeah. magicians um, <laughs> were able to replicate the plagues Moses was doing. So the first thing is he um, made a snake out of his staff, and then the plagues eventually started. So the I don't want to name all the plagues, but there's a lot. So there's a the blood and the Nile and the frogs and the darkness. Yeah, the, and the, the, the rivers turn to blood. There's the frogs, the locusts, the darkness, the fiery hailstorm, mm -hmm, the, the cattle, um, the boils, the, 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 yeah, the, the slaughtering of their livestock pretty much. Or I shouldn't say slaughtering. It's just they killed off the, the, the plague killed off the livestock. Mm -hmm. um, so basically it was, uh, yeah, and the locusts ate up all their grains or sources other sources of food it was basically all these things trying to wipe out wipe out the egyptians or bring them to their knees with every plague and every time it passed over uh, the hebrew people so they were not affected and that is according to the text as well yeah and so and every that's time why it's called pass Pharaoh's well it's more specifically it's called oh, pass the last last plague we'll yeah. get to the last plague now um, yeah i don't like i always get confused if lice and locusts are the same plague or not so that's when my brain stops like i just know the plague yeah, song loc locusts yeah locusts and flies are i mean i think it was just locusts but i don't know if translations led to flies in some degree but i do know locusts anyway it was not fun, essentially. Yeah, um, it was a bad time for Egypt. <laughs> it was a bad time, you know. It's it's like we can relate, but it's not as we're not as bad. We're not like running out of food, thank God. Hopefully, um, we're just running mm -hmm. out of money. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, like pretty much, uh, Egypt went through a whole twenty twenty situation. <laughs> that's how we're gonna be make it relatable. Hashtag relatable. There you go. I feel like like a bad rap. I was just like, this is how it's relatable to you millennials because you understand what plagues are like because we're dealing with one. Ah. Anyway, um, so, so, um, so why specifically it's called Passover is God instructed the Hebrews kill a lamb and take the blood and paint it over their doors so the plague would the pl the plague of the death of the firstborn um passes them which i think like like you know the angel should know if they're hebrews or not like they should have like a list they shouldn't need that anyway you know there's me like putting trying to understand plot holes but um that was the last straw because pharaoh was just like done at that point in the scene the scene in, in the prince of egypt is um beautiful it's like one of the best scenes in the movie and i have it on a shirt um there's not any good prince of egypt shirts or just merch in general so i have to buy stuff on i think i bought it off red bubble or something but you know whatever it's fine so anyway uh and then he lets them go and then they go to the 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 sea, whatever sea it is, the sea of reeds, the red sea, or whatever. The, the red sea, according um, to the story. Pharaoh changes his mind and has a bunch of chariots, and he's just like, Moses, get back here. I need those people. And he's just like, oh, whoops. So he puts his staff on the water, and it parts the sea. Again, really good scene in the movie. 
Um, and then, mm-hmm. then, and God basically helps them stall by like creating like a like a fiery thing so they can all. Pass. He creates a pillar of fire. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> and then after that, they try to chase after him, and they either drown or they are trapped by the water um the text is inconsistent they're so. drowned according to i uh, at least according to the text that i read and there and this was like you know you have you know new king james version and all that kind okay. of stuff uh they were all saying that they were drowned so it was almost like the when the when all of the hebrews had passed through is the moment that the sea filled itself back up again and that's where it washed away all of the egyptians had who had charged into the sea after them <laughs> so yeah yeah so um and then meanwhile this... i just think about the one scene when that happens in prince of egypt and it's funny because you actually see it in the in the when you believe uh, se- uh sequence is you see two egyptian guards actually leave with the with the hebrews and so when they turn around at the end of the sea and they see the whole sea collapse in on the army you see these two egyptian guards that are like standing there like you just saw your co-workers get just fucking slaughtered um anyway yeah <laughs> this is how i think about that a lot <laughs> uh, um yeah an interesting so um two interesting facts um um well, a, a nice touch of the movie is they they keep Ramses alive and he's stranded on a rock and he's like screaming. It's like, you know, you I got would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling, Moses. Anyway, um, the second fact <laughs> is um, in the when you believe in the movie version, um, they they have the Mika Mocha um, put in there, which mm-hmm. is the Hebrew version of um, whatever it is in Hebrew. So it is in Hebrew and it's the song that. Uh, Miriam sings as they cross the Red Sea biblically, so it's not on the, the streamline when you believe version, obviously, but if you watch the movie, um, so that is a song that you have to learn, not learn, but you hear a lot in the um, in services, so you kind of know it anyway. Um, I had to know, I have to know it um, when I got bat mitzvahed, so, you know, it's like, great, I guess. Um, but that's a little tidbit where they added that because that's um at least according to the the Torah, what she sang when they crossed and they celebrated, even though, um, you know, everyone else got slaughtered. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, this is fine. Never mind, the, never mind the drowned Egyptian army behind you. It's fine. We're good. It's fine. And that's the, that's the general gist of it. Um, you know, um, the general story. There's other bits where, you know, Mo, the, the golden calf and, you know joshua and then whatever but that's the story of isn't there that whole thing like the earth swallowed up people when they did the golden calf yeah he was he was mad something like that god was mad yeah so yeah it just it's it's silly though because you know if they like they saw the sea part like they were there and then they're just like ah funny isn't it like when Moses was literally coming down from yeah. the mountain with the Ten Commandments is so, when they, he saw them making a golden calf? So the movie, yeah, the movie. <laughs> insert the monkey he gets Moses. Down. No, no. <laughs> but um, but I, I mean, literally, that that's what happened. Where someone like makes a really like an edit from the Prince of Egypt, where like he comes down, the, the golden calf is there, and he's just like, well, you know, what did you guys like? What did I just tell you? This is what happens when I leave you alone for five minutes. I, you know. 
Yeah, um, for five minutes. Could you not worship false gods for five minutes? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, someone please that's make funny that, that uh, yeah, where they end them, it's, yeah, huh? Someone please make that meme. I would enjoy it. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> And, but uh, yeah, I was gonna say, it's just funny. That's where the end Prince of Egypt is when he's coming down with the tablets. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> right after that, he's gonna come down there and he sees the golden calf. <laughs> they wisely cut that part off. <laughs> well, they can't have like a like a three hour movie, so you know they had to like. Yeah. So if you want the three hour version of the Book of Exodus, uh, go watch the one with uh, Charlton Heston as Moses. But if you don't want to sit through three hours of film, uh, watch Prince of Egypt because. Because it also has the established connection of Moses and Ramses being brothers. Because it seems like even though the Charlton Heston version had three hours to show them having a relationship, they don't. <laughs> um. So anyway. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Prince of Egypt because that's the the better part of the, this this whole episode. Um, and I was stupid, and I was just like, "Hey guys, like I I sometimes I help I hold polls on Twitter and or the community tab uh, to." see what scripts I want to write because there's really nothing happening right now so I'll write a composable script or I'll write whatever and we'll see how it does and then it will do badly and then I'll be sad and then we'll just do the same thing next week or the same thing in another two weeks um but I put a poll whether people wanted uh Prince of Egypt or the worst composable episode or one of the other ones um I think a Draken video and Prince of Egypt won I was just like I am t I will cover Prince of Egypt but I am too. We are working on a very, very big Lion King video, and I do not have the emotional energy to do Prince of Egypt on top of that. So we're gonna just. We'll get there when we get. We'll there. get there when we get there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I will cover Prince of Egypt, um, definitely a hundred percent. But it's, um, you know, Lion King ended up being, I think, twelve to fourteen pages, and those are fourteen like regular essay type pages, not like double space bullshit that I usually do. Oh no. So it's I <laughs> I, like, I should know. I looked over everything. <laughs> yeah, so I ha like this is the first script I have to record in pieces because it's not like even ethically or like you know, I can't sit there and record it because it's gonna t it would take like four to five hours to record the whole thing raw. So I'm just recording it in pieces. So anyway um, you will see yeah. more of that probably in the next, um, the next month or two. Um, it will, it will, it will be a big heckin', but hopefully it will be like a really good heckin' big, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh yeah. and, and then, and then, so, um, we're doing the composite, the worst compossible episode for, uh, those who want to wait for that one. So, uh, I wrote the script and we're going to record it when I feel like it as, as I usually do. Anyways, uh, Prince of Egypt. So, uh, Prince of Egypt, I feel, is DreamWorks' best movie ever because, as I talked about in the Problem with DreamWorks video, uh, DreamWorks, last, uh, unlike Disney, they, they lack a consistent tone as far as what the hell they're doing half the time. So, they'll either have super serious movies like Prince of Egypt or in the middle somewhere like Kung Fu Panda or like the Sail movie or the Bee movie or what the fuck ever things I don't care I won't care about in, in a year. The mid 2000s were an interesting time for for DreamWorks for sure. <laughs> and now that we have this fucking Spirit movie that no one asked for which you know again I'll cover but which is connected to the show the Netflix show by the way for people who don't know and are very confused seeing who this horse is and they're like that's not Spirit I'm like well yes you're right that isn't Spirit that's supposed to be his son which I, I guess the fandom has given him a different name because they don't they're tired of people getting him mixed up that's, with his that's, dad that's so. that's a good idea 
Um, I think he. They said his like his name is basically because they call him Spirit. They're like, oh, his name's his the name show is, is Junior. Technically Spirit is Spirit Junior. I'm like, no, I I think they call him like Golden Eagle or something like that in the fandom. I'm like, I'll accept that far far more because at least there's a character separation there because the designs are already too similar. But <laughs> it's just like. I know, otherwise you look at the horse that everyone knows as spirit. If you make him look too different, it doesn't sell. So I get it. I get it. You but, know, DreamWorks, yeah. you know, you never know what you're going to You literally could have just had, you literally could have just had spirit come back on his own. Spirit and Rain could have been there. I mean, I know they kind of nod to them uh, in the show, at least as far as some clips have shown. Um, I didn't know but... Laura knew so much about spirit. So, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I'm the, the well, the original Spirit movie is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I'm like, that's why it's like with, uh, basically, Prince of Egypt and Spirit are like my two. I want to say those are my two top favorite DreamWorks movies mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, well, I guess we'll cover the Spirit movie when we get to it. So, if if a lot of people are talking about it, it's just again, that's not going to be another like. A little bit of a pro not a not a big project but like a little bit of the project because i haven't seen spirit um since i was a child and um i remember like i like the animation obviously but i remember not really caring for it so um we'll we'll see i, I just don't want to want to watch i personally I just don't want to watch the, the new one the where they like movie yeah no no fair. don't watch the don't watch this one if don't watch the new one if you have not seen the original movie because first of all, you'll appreciate the the first movie a whole lot more as an adult. I feel like because there it is so much more mature than than what you even can like. I, that's why I say, if anything, it is the most mature horse movie. So if you've seen a bunch of other horse movies, it's usually a racing movie or anything like that, or taming a horse. This this one is spirit is about the horse and going back to the wild and preserving that wild spirit it's that like he has. That's the why wild, he's known as spirit, horse, right? Kind of more or less, but he's born in the wild. He is born in the wild and he goes back to the wild. So he is he is he is literally a, an embodiment of the American wilderness spirit. So uh, basically, this was at a time, and it takes place in a storyline at a time during around, I want to say, the American Civil War, if not post-Civil War. Uh, uh, because that's why you have, like, the American Cavalry unit that, uh, with the with the colonel that tries to break him and stuff like that. So, uh, but then he also is friends with Little Creek, who is a Native American, uh, and who lives more with the land and with horses. And even though he tries to, you know, get to ride him and stuff like that. He tries to do it from a from an angle where he tries to understand the horse versus trying to break him to his, you know, bend him to his will. So um, that's why it's showing these two different approaches and and respecting horses, respecting nature, and that kind of stuff, especially in the time period that it was in. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and also the horses don't talk. I mean, the yeah, others like you know, there's Matt Damon with his monologuing over the movie as like a narrator of sorts basically the inner voice head head voice for for spirit but the animals don't ever talk so that's pretty cool that they let the visuals pretty much explain themselves so that's another thing i really like about it, it so that way it feels more grounded i don't remember did it but do yeah, well at the box anyway. office when it came out i remember it did pretty well i mean i remember it doing pretty well and i think it only got better with time 
that more and more people appreciated it, especially when they uh, tried to bring the property back with the show. More people wanted to go back to the movie because they're like, wait, I don't remember this happening. So they're like, let me go back to the movie and double check. Oh, yeah, this, this is what happened, sad. right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and uh, so it, it's just that there's a disconnect with there, but... Um, but otherwise, uh, the the movie still stands there as a, a lot of people are now just even now seeing it in more recent years and they're going like, why did I miss this? I'm like, yeah, I know the, the early 2000s were a weird time because things were transitioning to 3D. So 2D movies were often getting left in the dust. <laughs> Treasure Planet <coughs> Atlantis. <coughs> um, so uh, so there was a lot of stuff that was falling to the wayside and. Only now, more recent years, where more people are wanting to see more 2D animation, that's where we're getting it, is we're getting it from the time now that the movies are, like, they're being seen at the right time with the right demographic, with the right mindset. Um, how I say those movies were kind of ahead of their time. So it's like they were almost like making a surplus of anim 2D animated films that weren't ready for the audience at the time that was demanding 3D. Right. And now that it, the time has passed almost 20 years for, for Spirit, which is crazy to think about um that now nowadays more people appreciate those stories in the medium so yeah so i'm like you might complain about the disney live action movies but once they get once they start getting to properties that like are kind of eh then then you better appreciate them like swear to god like you know don't make me come down there but again covid yeah, has to so... be over for that they're gonna like they're gonna run out of their a-list movies like in another couple of years, guys. And then they'll be like, well, I guess we have to do Atlantis. I guess we have to do <laughs> Oliver and Company I mean, or something. I think the, the only thing is I personally don't have an issue with a live action adaptation of Atlantis. But I will always say that the animated one will be better in terms of because of the art style specifically. It was so different to be used at the time that it was because um, it, it was a much more mature approach to the animation than what they had known before for other Disney movies. It didn't look distinctly Disney. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like of the two of the two um, underdogs, I feel like Atlantis will bake a ba a better live action movie because it doesn't have like sci fi elements that's gonna be distracting. Like, you know, making John Silver, making all the anim all the aliens into like Star Wars looking like aliens is gonna be like not fun versus Atlantis is mostly humanoid and you know has some pretty effects and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll see what on happens. Top of that, uh, Atlantis, the the art style for my uh, for Atlantis was Mike Mignola's art style, which he did the Hellboy series. Yeah, so it translates so... easier to live action like in its DNA. But again, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to Prince yeah. of Egypt. So. <laughs> Prince of Egypt, um, yeah. So I, I, I think it's, it's. I think, I think it's um, DreamWorks' best movie, like without a doubt. It's great, it's a great song. It's got all the things. Um, my favorite, yeah. my favorite meme a couple of years ago is when the the kings of Egypt <laughs> I, or I whatever I... came out. I think I, I might have mentioned this on another podcast, but um, uh, like. The live action, like a really bad live action movie version, came out. I think with Gerald Butler or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Gods and Kings yeah, or something was... like that. No, I thought it was called. I thought it was just called Exodus or something. Where it was literally about the Exodus, and then they said, "Oh, and here's these rock golems." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so there I think was it's a... called. I think it's called Exodus. Okay. Yeah. So no, I think it was. I think it was. It 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 tried to hide. It, we might be thinking of two separate movies because I might have missed the Exodus one, but um, it tried to hide the fact that it was an Exodus uh, movie and or maybe it was marketed under two different names. Anyway, the point being is when. When the movie I'm talking about, when it uh, Gods of Egypt, I'm sorry, you're there. About yeah, Gods I told Egypt, you, right? I told you. Anyway, um, okay. So when uh, that movie came out and it was pirated, uh, my favorite thing ever is pe- like people who were trying to pirate the movie. Um, the pirated versions basically say like, like this is unavailable. Just go watch Prince of Egypt. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> When even the pirated version of a movie you shouldn't have seen in the first place is already telling you, just go watch Prince of Egypt, please. <laughs> just do that. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> so, um, let's see. So Spielberg is the man, essentially, because he's always the man. Um, but the biggest yeah. change to the original story is making Pharaoh, um, who's Ramses, and Moses' brothers instead of, like, father and, like, nephew or some something. Uh, which makes, I mean, that's the heart of the conflict in the movie is they're, they love each other, but they're destined to do these different things. Um, like something you mm-hmm. don't realize when you're a little kid, but um, the whole first act of the movie with um, Patrick Stewart's character is setting up Ramses to be pressured by his father and the expectations of his mm-hmm. father to be a strong pharaoh. And that is why he is not... Um, able to agree with Moses when he comes back because he feels like he'll let his father down by not producing I will not sh- be the weak link. Yeah. You know, um and one of like the Broadway version of Prince of Egypt I think generally miss like kind of missed the bar um and most I think that most people will agree with that but one of the details I liked um uh, which I referenced a little bit earlier is they actually named Pharaoh's son uh Seti II after uh, Patrick Stewart's character said he won because, again, the implication of that, um, the implication of that pressure and um, the to hone in that point even more, um, Ramsey's in the Broadway version has a song I think called "The Weak Link," um, where it makes the these these points um, much more transparent than they are in the movie. Not that they're not transparent in the movie, but like it hones in on. You know the character structure. So Ramsey is Ramsey's isn't mm-hmm. particularly a mean guy. He just has this en- enormous pressure to make sure his kingdom is strong, or else it will fail. Which it, uh, spoiler, eventually does, but not because it's his fault. <laughs> not his fault. I, I I do love that there is the whole foreshadowing where Moses teases him when back when there when he's still thinking he's a he's a prince of egypt uh roll credits um that he uh when he's with ramsey saying wow it's like wow you're so scared of your you know wow the whole kingdom is gonna fall apart in your hands when you take over they're like so scary like he's taunting him with this fear and it ends up being a reality and it's just like (laughs) Like, oh, uh, <laughs> tug collar. <laughs> yeah, and there's also things like the, sh- the, the shots in, in that first scene where um, they have, um, you know, um, Seti being um, echoed by the big sphinx in the right. And I think it's even mm-hmm. mirrored when Moses comes back where Ramses is in that spot. And, you know, mm-hmm. just the range of emotions where 
you know, they're, they're Ramsey's trot basically makes the point to be hard, hardened his heart essentially because Moses does not come back because he wants to make amends with Ramses. He comes back out of obligation. Ramses is hurt by that. So mm-hmm. these, these things, these tangible things that are not really like really mentioned or touched on in the original version that much, like, you know, Moses never like has, there's never this weird, there's never, I mean, it's much more implied that uh, Moses is going against his family in Prince of Egypt versus in the, in the text and in the, the other version, essentially, versus Moses is just there to do a job or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's things like that and has, like, tons of symbolism, like, um, you know, uh, uh, Lauren, do you want to share the, the thing that you wanted to point out, that you pointed out on Twitter? Oh, yes. Your allegory uh, so, thing? And it was funny because it took me freaking 20 plus years to notice this. Um, but the, it just tells you how much I love the visual language in this movie because of how it's all in the little details. So there is the sequence through heaven's eyes uh, in the middle of the movie. And um, it's obviously showing Moses uh, becoming acclimated to living with the Midianites in the middle of the desert and kind of stepping to his role as shepherd over the flocks. And, uh, and actually it's foreshadowed very early in the movie with the song Deliver Us that when the, uh, when the uh, Hebrews are basically imploring God to send a shepherd to shepherd them in the lyrics, and then you have later Moses becoming a shepherd and it's foreshadowing of even then his role where he is destined to shepherd the people out of Egypt, um, is, uh, there is this tan lamb that is born in the in the middle of the the through heaven's eyes sequence and you see that lamb actually grow up and get older and he's the one that's hanging out with it in in the field as he's getting older and and he's you know his hair's growing out and all that stuff uh but then when he's watching over the flocks there's this one sheep that goes astray and it's the tan sheep that he helped give birth you know he helped you know basically yeah he helped birth in in the song sequence he and that's the it. one that leads yeah, it, I was trying to look up the, like the proper pronunciation for like what is it to to help give birth to to assist in birthing, uh, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's that same tan sheep that actually, when he goes to go find this little sheep, that's the reason he lands upon the burning bush. So basically, the sheep was there to lead him. It basically it's almost like a little marker of destiny to lead him to the burning bush to take him to where God was going to tell him, you're going to go back to Egypt and save your people. So um, I just thought it was interesting. That is something I never really fully noticed until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's that same little sheep, and that's the very sheep that, because it goes missing, it leads him into the very crevice that takes him to the the burning bush. So, uh, yeah, this is just... I love the visual language in this The more much. you know... Um, I will, okay, so I'll touch upon some just general, um, Passover terms that are not, um, common in the Prince of Egypt, and I, I guess Lauren can think of some questions to ask, and we'll, I guess we'll, we can end on that. So, um, so there's the Passover Seder plate, which has, uh, basically a bunch of, um, visual metaphors for the story. So we have the, like, so my mom always has the passover stair plate that i made when i was in preschool or something it's like disgusting looking it 
like I was I, whatever I was I was in preschool so I must have been like four or five or whatever but um I guess I mixed all the colors and it's just like this gross brown color and then like um <laughs> there's like there's like labeled things inside the plate or whatever anyway so you got the um I do this off the top of my head. I don't really have to look it up. Um, so you have the, the the raw egg or the hard boiled egg, which is supposed to symbolize new life after birth. Um, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I think the the Easter Bunny thing. The eggs are of similar purpose because spring and shit. Yeah. Um, you got the shank bone, which people usually use a chicken bone for, which is supposed to remind you of the the lamb that got slaughtered for the blood of the door, whatever. Um, you got a piece of celery or um, that you dip in salt water to remind you of the bitterness of slavery, even though you didn't witness it because you weren't there. Um, so there's that. Um, there's the um, the bitter herb, which most people use horseradish for, you know, and mm. again, bitterness of slavery. Um, and then there's the, the herosid, which is the thing that is the yummiest, uh, which is a mix of... Um, uh, nuts. I forgot what kind of nuts. Um, it's. I usually don't like nuts, but I'll make an exception with Herosit. So it's, uh, I think, chestnut nuts or something like that. So apples, mm. um, blend, apples crushed and a little bit of Mavenashevitz, which is a Jewish-themed wine with a lot of sugar in it. Uh, it's kind of hit or miss. You have to grow up with it. And then uh, matzah, which is matzah matzah man which is the unleavened bread that you're only supposed to eat during passover which i do not follow but essentially um you eat the um there's a i think there's a halal um sandwich which is you take the two pieces of matzah you put the herosit and the the other thing on top of it and then you eat it and then it's supposed to be bittersweet ah so you know that's just like a little like tidbit um interesting uh so we do that uh we have a special prayer book called the Haggadah which we read from which basically goes over the story again and does specific prayers that you usually do during Shabbat anyway um Shabbat is the weekly um resting night that that takes place on Friday nights on sundown and it lasts till Saturday nights till sundown and more religious Jews called Orthodox or even conservative. So there's the three different levels. Um, so reform is the, the, the most chillest, uh, conservatives are in the middle and then the Orthodox are the, the most, they take the, the Torah most literally. And they're the ones you probably mm. see with the, that wear the yarmulkes all the time, little hats and they have the curly mm. locks and stuff. Anyway, um, thank God I didn't grow up in a more like religious household. I would have cried a lot anyway um so more <laughs> religious jews um don't this is not this past i guess this is the segue so for shabbat um we usually don't celebrate shabbat but uh for more religious jews you do um and then you're supposed to take a break you're taking supposed to take a rest in between on shabbat so um you know you're supposed some people turn off the power and they read and they light candles and you don't connect with anyone and you just kind of shut down um you know, like, the whole thing of, like, God made the world in six days, and he rested on the seventh day, so that's what it's supposed to represent. So that's where the Sabbath comes from. Yes. Sabbath is Shabbat. Yeah. Uh Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy is one of the Mm -hmm. Ten Commandments, which, you know. Yep. um, Christians do Sunday. Um, Anyway, and then, so, 
basically it's a repeat of that. So the general prayers for um, Shabbat are lighting of the candles, the lighting of the the, the drinking of the wine, um, and then the blessing of the food, essentially. So we do Passover themed versions of that, which is basically the same thing, but it has different. It ends like with a little bit of a different word. Um, and then let's see what else. And then we find the Afikomen, which is basically um, we, which is we still do it. I don't know. It's for kids essentially. But you find a little piece. You someone. So usually my dad or something takes a piece of my matzah, hides in the house, and then you have to find it. Um, and usually mm-hmm. when we were kids, it was like, get a dollar, but my, but we were all, you know, older at this point. So my dad's like, you get $20 if you find it. So, um, my, my brother's girlfriend found it, which is, which is fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's that. And, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of anything else that was referenced in the Saturday Night Live skit. skit. Um, the other <laughs> food that you sometimes eat is gefilte fish, which is like a pickled fish that kind of looks like breaded. Uh, it's a, it's definitely hmm. an acquired taste. You probably won't like it. Um, I like it now because I'm older, but it's not something I was like wild for when I was a kid. Um, let's see what else. And then the four questions are not. Um, I think it's why we do this. Um, why is this important? Um, why do we why do we sit comfortably again? Which is something we don't do. So that's two. Um, I don't remember the other. I don't remember the other two questions. Anyway, you can look them up if you're curious. But um, so that's an, uh, that's also a traditional part. And then you tell the story again, and then you eat because you know Jews love to eat. So there's always food um, hmm. or a honeg, an oneg after the services. So, yay! Um, I think that's I think that's mostly it. Um, hmm. Any uh, any questions you have, Lauren, about anything? Um, I guess one, uh, considering it has to do with the bread, uh-huh. uh, that isn't it like, I can't remember. I remember hearing it. I remember somehow hearing it was, isn't it because again, if the, as this is a time of like rebirth and, and, uh, coming in fresh with the, you know, fresh and new, uh, isn't it like you have to like clear out all products of wheat and, and stuff like that in the house as you prepare for that, or does that depend on household? Um, that's depend on household. What I think you're talking about is how more religious Jews keep their, uh, like it's it's a kosher thing where they keep their milk away from their their beef because um, one of the big kosher rules is you can't um, uh, texturally it's you can't boil a calf in its mother's milk. So more religious mm. Jews have like their own like different like little kitchen segments for the meats and then the milk even though it's a very small chance that these things are related um i think that's what you're talking about as far as the matzah um the matzah is because uh we didn't have time to make the bread rise when we were running out from egypt um so we just took it as it is which is matzah is a big cracker thing that doesn't really have a taste um but uh, it's like unleavened bread. Pretty yeah, it's much, unleavened right? bread. It's this big, it's this big yeah. fucking cracker looking thing. So, um, you know, again, I <laughs> okay, like it. So that that clarifies. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's like the size of a of someone's head, like a piece. So, um, but uh, again, it's. It, I mean, most people like it. Most people like the texture of it. If you grow up on it, then um, you know, you'll still. It's like it's not as salty as a 
saltine cracker. Um, hard to describe, but is it more uh, flaky? Is it more like is it more flaky? Yeah, it's it's kind of flaky. Mm. Um, let's see. I think those are it. Um, any other questions? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that I think that covers it. I think it's because, uh, I grew up in in private schools where it was you know in Christian schools where we basically had you know Bible class and all that kind of stuff and grew up in uh, Serbian Orthodox. I was uh, uh, baptized in the Serbian Orthodox Church. I have so no idea what was... that is. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a, I guess you could sounds say it's complicated. Like a, it's, it's Orthodox, but. But, uh, I mean, I, but yeah, it was, but either way we were taught like, uh, even in like, just in, in my Bible classes and stuff about, pa about like the, where Passover comes from and stuff like that. But I guess I just, I didn't know a lot about like, you know, the traditions associated with Passover. So it's good to know all this stuff. And actually it was kind of nice that I was familiar with some of it. And then it was just kind of like filling in the blanks of what I didn't understand yet. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad there is a lot I actually was able to follow. <laughs> I mean, this well, time. the so. uh, the good thing is, you, like, you, like me, you probably know the prince, of, like Prince of Egypt, like the back of your hands, so you can just like use that <laughs> to fill in a lot of the different blanks, and then just like, why did they do this thing, or like, you know, why was Moses played by Val Kilmer? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess he just likes playing <laughs> Moses a lot, so you know. Because um. yeah, there was another production. There was another. Um, uh, Moses production that was on stage. It was like an off-Broadway thing or something like that, uh, where Val Kilmer played Moses and sang as him too. So after Prince of Egypt came out, so there, so there just, was that. Just let him be Moses. Um, yeah. And, the... and uh, but yeah. Uh, otherwise, I think it was also just you know knowing that Passover came from the angel of death passing over the houses of the Hebrews and skipping their doors because of the lamb's blood and then going and going to the Egyptians and killing the, the firstborns of the, of their families. Um, so that's what I remember is Passover is like the angel passing over. And then, so I'm like, okay, it means the same thing. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's another one thing that I forgot to talk about. Um, so the, the last thing is um, you pour a glass of wine for the ghost or the spirit of Elijah, the prophet which I don't really understand mm. the details of, but essentially you just pour a metaphorical glass and then you open the door and then let them come in. And usually um, when the adults will drink the glass, like when no one's looking or whatever, and be like, oh, he came, he drunk the glass. So, 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 so it's, it's, it's the milk he and cookies He was here all along. But <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's the Passover Santa. Santa, essentially. But instead of, <laughs> instead of leaving presents, he just, he just drinks free alcohol and leaves. <laughs> he drinks and bails doesn't pay the tap <laughs> what what the hell elijah like come on <laughs> I, I didn't know that one that that's a that's a good one i didn't know that i'm glad i learned that too <laughs> um so yeah if you if you want to try some passover themed foods um i'd recommend the the matzah and the ferocit. um i don't really like anything else plus i well i don't really eat a lot in general which is bad um <laughs> but you know and then you can always try matzo ball soup which is um you've pr hopefully people have had before because that's like a jewish staple thing most diners mm -hmm. most general diners serve, serve matzo ball soup good yeah, have you had matzo ball go, soup find a local learn? delicatessen huh have you had matzo ball soup before 
I think years ago I did. I haven't had it in a long time. But okay. It's good. Okay. Well, maybe when I come back, we'll, we'll make monster ball soup or something. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's relatively easy to I, make. I, I, I love food. I love all food. So yeah. I'm down. Consume all the food. <laughs> um, let's see. And then you can just try Manischewitz if you want to, I guess. It's not the best, but, like, it's people talk about it, you know. Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's, it's like, oh, what kind, of, what kind of alcohol do you like? It's like, what is Manischewitz, you know? Um, yeah, I guess we can end. So um, tune in ne next week. We'll, we'll try to think of something else to do. Um, if you're so if you're new to the podcast which this is a weird episode to be new to the podcast for i imagine you're just old being like oh there's finally a new podcast out after like two weeks or something um you know the biggest thing right now is supporting the main channel views are shit um so we're trying to to get back up not that that matters but when you spend a really long time making a half an hour anesthesia video and it only gets like two thousand views you want to go in a hole and cry forever so um which I originally pitched to Jenny, um, but uh, she didn't see my Facebook message, so I was just like, okay, we'll just, just move on with that. Um, to, cl to clarify to the masses, Jenny Nicholson. Yeah, there yeah. <laughs> we're, we're kind of friends, not really. We're associates. Uh, we, we knew each other from horse days. Um, if you're wondering, um, if you've seen her BronyCon thing, and she talks about John Delancey being a butt, which he can be sometimes, that's mostly from her experience with dealing with him um at the first con ever free and that made made worse by um the fact that uh we talk about this in the heroes episode but made worse by the fact that he was very intimidating for the first interview that i did with him and um i cried and i came in the green room the the, the community guest green room with all my makeup all fucked up and she's just like wow man you made you made that th that whole thing for john delancey and he's he's like being an asshole to you what the hell john delancey but you know he's old what are you gonna do um, I, I mean, he's, he's apologized in his own John Delancey way. He's, 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 he's nice to me. So, um, thanks for making sure I'm not banned at cons because conventions are stupid. John Delancey. Anyway, um, uh, but, but, but yeah, yeah, anyway, we got plenty of episodes if you haven't caught them yet or again, like, yeah, kind of weird if this is your first episode, but hey, I guess uh, I mean, some people got to start somewhere. Like, uh, I guess some people want to find a, po a podcast episode talking about Passover, then they came to the right place to talk about it. And then they're like, oh, look, at, there's all these other episodes. So, I mean, I can't exactly say it's, it's entirely weird. Everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But we are, we, as you notice, we talked about Prince of Egypt. So we talk animation. And if you looked at our name, we're animation communication. So we talk a lot about animation, entertainment, all that good stuff sometimes uh, even about kim possible because it's in the name yay wow isn't isn't that a shocker <laughs> well nothing i mean the show's been on for or off like forever so um yeah but your name but your name is immortalized as i love kim possible lot, yeah so. i mean i'm, I'm low-key thinking that disney will do something with it eventually but after the live action movie like didn't do so hotly but you know whatever no one's surprised that um they're gonna wait a couple of years before they try anything again with it so yeah we'll see what happens um I, i'm um i'll probably make a joke later in the videos where i'm like the only thing I, I mean i would like i this is this is totally off topic but i'll just put it in here i would like if they do a new season um to for draken to go to college with kim and ron because i think that would be hilarious and it would be a way <laughs> to keep him in the show without him having to be evil um because he 
mostly got reformed at the end of the last episode. It'd be weird for him to get a medal and be like, fuck that medal, I'm gonna be evil, because Draken's whole <laughs> thing is about proving himself, and he did it already, so he's, his character arc is complete. Anyway, um, and then I want Draken and Chica to kiss, like, at least once. Like, they, like <laughs> that's... I, I'm not asking for a lot, Disney, but, like, you know, it's canon, like, they need to kiss. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> Okay, what were you talking about, Lauren? Anyway, happy Passover to everybody Passover. who celebrates. <laughs> to all the Draken Shigo shippers celebrating Passover, we wish you, we wish Mary, you a very Mary, happy Mary holiday. Mary Draco Passover, or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. And uh, to all those who are also celebrating Easter this coming weekend. I know uh, this episode is probably going to come out after Easter. But anyway, hope you all had a nice Easter whenever this episode comes out. Uh so, because yeah, it'll be uh, Good Friday tomorrow as of as of recording this. I've never, so. I've I've never been. Sorry to interrupt. I I just wanted to add. I've never been to an egg hunt before. Like I just know Easter is a thing that um Jesus came <laughs> back from the zombie zombie Jesus day. That's and then that's it. <laughs> so uh, we'll 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 make sure we get an uh, an egg hunt for you at some point. So okay, we'll do. I Disneyland mean, it's literally just hiding a bunch of plastic eggs and different painted eggs all over. That sounds a location. fun. Like, like yeah. you know. And so, so I think the fun thing is with uh, sometimes with the, like, you could paint the eggs yourselves and you can go, and then somebody hides them and then you have other people go and find your, try and find your colored eggs. Uh, or you can go, or you can get, like, prizes and other little, like, plastic eggs, you know, the little How housies. do you put the candy so get... into the eggs that you make yourself? Uh, No. Uh, oh it's you, real eggs only if they're the plastic yeah no no if you do the plastic eggs you can put candy in those the real eggs you can't do that so, so i mean it'd be cool find, if you did you find real eggs and then what do you do with them uh often they're hard-boiled and sometimes you can eat them so yeah. <laughs> just eat the candy but, that sounds uh, gross it's just yeah it's more often people will do the plastic eggs especially if you have a bunch of little kids going and looking for the eggs they're often just going to do the plastic eggs um you can decorate those eggs we can stick stickers and and, or paint on them or whatnot you can still do that to those eggs um but yeah the other ways you get candy inside them and you get a little basket you can take with you and uh do they have like do you do you get like prize if you win the most eggs, or you just get to keep the candy? Uh, depends. It depends. It depends on where you do your egg hunt. Uh, sometimes there are communal places that do giant egg hunts, so they will uh, they will make a competition out of it. Um, I know, like the White House does the Easter egg roll every year, uh, so they do it on the White House lawn. Uh, I don't know. I guess they just have mostly just kids go and find as many eggs as they possibly can. They hide them all over the lawn um but the uh yeah I, I guess it depends uh depends on where you are and who's holding the event but yeah sometimes there's just it's just you know hiding eggs around the house or okay. it's hiding eggs in a park that kind of thing so because there are actually huge well back when you could do communal stuff uh there were giant communal easter egg hunts we'll, we'll be done be soon lauren just just has got to get a vaccine and then we're done so <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like, because, yeah, even so, there are some other events where they do whole Easter celebrations so you can meet the Easter bunny and that kind of stuff. Kind of like, you know, meeting Santa, but you why, why, meet a bunny. Why <laughs> does the Easter bunny leave the eggs if he's a bunny? Like, the bunnies don't lay eggs. The, the... No, it's just, it's just literally just the bunny leaving gifts. That's all it is. And so it's like leaving a nice... Paint, he this is not how, eggs I'm, be, I'm still confused but okay. he's i want to say it's like at least how i've seen it is that he's again the, the symbol of spring 
and you know renewal so it's not too far off from passover they, where it's a sign of renewal and rebirth why don't they have so, like carrots then or like bunny theme thing that you put the candy in like uh i guess it's it's safer to use eggs <laughs> and also it's more symbolic to use eggs and i guess if it's linked really that tightly linked to passover <laughs> uh technically speaking if you guys use eggs i guess we took eggs from that <laughs> okay and so I think it's just I think it's just a sh it's there's a, a number of shared features between Easter and Passover mm -hmm. in that respect because of the, the kind of the uh, the the bleeding in of traditions from 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 Passover into Easter, um, uh, yeah, especially with like things like eggs. But it's also just like it's spring, so it's a spring celebration. So uh, and then uh, obviously when Jesus rises from the grave, it's another sign of renewal, rebirth, you know, uh, new hope coming. So. It's uh yeah pretty much that. Jesus got his skin re skin rejuvenated or whatever. Um, okay, <laughs> my my last one Passover fact because I remembered one is um, I'm not gonna tell you my last name. Um, people on the podcast don't look it up please. It's creepy. But um, I um, uh, I am my lineage is from the Levi tribe. There's twelve tribes of um, Israel that leave when. Moses leaves and stuff like that. So um, my other fun fact is the Levi's um, are thought to be direct descendants of Aaron. So I think that's cool. So that's, that's my other fun yeah, fact. Yeah. So the, so which is cool because it's the communicator line. So that's pretty cool that that in a way you are a leader line. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I want to move things in general. Like once hopefully like with this Lion King project and some other stuff, we'll get back on track and I can be animation leader person avatar thing but now people are just like still in phases of like oh yeah i remember she existed or whatever covid has not helped anything at all <laughs> so you know i appreciate if you're still watching the main channel and hopefully we'll get some more people and um things and stuff later so just tell your friends i guess subscribe and put the notifications on and yeah, stuff. and then uh, maybe one more reminder for for folks uh, about when we release episodes. Of oh, the yeah, right. So generally, we release episodes Wednesdays, 6 a.m. Eastern, um, 4 p.m. on YouTube with The Loop. Um, uh, sometimes we take breaks, obviously. I think we took like a two-week break with this or something like that. But, um, yeah, and that was mostly because of circumstances out of our control. So that yeah. was just like, we try to fit in the podcast when we can, folks. So And we try to be as consistent as possible. But life, you know, yeah, what you going to do? It's, it's um, fun being an adult. I hate it. So, um, you know, if you're, again, if you're new, there's plenty of old ones to catch up on. If you want to get to know your friendly neighborhood podcast host or whatever bob um and or i i tell people like learn that i'm not a bad person because when you spend like an hour and a half you, like you realize oh she's like not this egotistical monster that i heard from like 4chan or what the fuck ever so you know it's <laughs> fun but uh, yeah if you're commuting or you're still doing that um or you're going back to your commute after covid slowly ends then that's why we upload the soundcloud version or spotify or itunes wherever that's why we upload it earlier so you can listen to it on your commute to work if you you're doing that but if you don't care or if you, you were just... listening to it when you work out or anything like that basically any place that you can't have a laptop accessible oh my god I, so. people listening to me while i work out like i'm the i'm the worst with exercise so like you have to trick <laughs> me to exercise they'll be like well 
exercise, Rachel, but we'll go to Disneyland. I'm like, that is worthy of exercise. But normally I just don't eat a lot. And that's how I maintain my weight. You know, healthy, healthy Casey. <laughs> anyway, um, so I guess see you guys next week. We should have an episode next week um, as normal. And then if we have a new, another hiatus, we'll be able, or we should be able to tell the Twitter so keep it on the Twitter if that is a thing that you care about. So um, at the KP podcast on Twitter. So, yep. So have a good Passover. Have a happy Easter. And we will see you all next time. Eat all the candy. Have that a good I night, can't. everybody. Eat all the candy that I can't eat because I don't know what an egg hunt is. <laughs> <laughs> or you just go to your local lo- local CVS and pick up some candy eggs. <laughs> or some peeps. They have they have Whopper eggs and peeps and and. Uh, chocolate bunnies go go and enjoy some candy <laughs> yeah okay good night everyone thank you everybody <laughs> thank you so much for listening to animation communication on youtube spotify or your favorite podcast provider we are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication. Animation Communication.